When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Traders, Akil here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Thank you for joining me as always. Today, I want to talk a little bit about trading versus marathon training. And this was a topic that I, uh, well, I got requested to talk about off of our tier one trading platform. I was hovering around there on the weekend. I caught the very end of a, a conversation between two of our traders and I guess they were talking about working out and, and whatnot, but they said, hey, Akil, um, do you mind doing a podcast on the similarities between running marathons and trading or training to be a trader? And at first I was like, uh, okay, I don't really know what they have in common. But as I sat back and thought about it, I actually realized that they have more in common than I once thought. And it actually makes for a pretty good subject. But before we get into it, if you haven't done so already, guys, make sure you support the podcast. I know you're doing a great job of doing that already, but support it even more. If you have not left one already, leave me a rating and a review, especially on iTunes. They like it the most. And also, if you're interested in trading and learning how to trade, make sure you head over to our website, www.tier1trading.com backslash free, that's F-R-E-E, and take advantage of the free content that we have to offer. I personally recommend checking out the Ascension webinar and the Trade to Measure four-day trading workshop. All that's free. Just head over to www.tier1trading.com backslash free and check it out. Now, just to give you guys some perspective, I am a trader, formerly struggling, a former struggling trader, now consistently profitable trader. I am also someone that has ran two marathons in my life. Um, I've done two full marathons. I just did a marathon relay a few months ago, um, and I've, did a whole, I've done a whole bunch of triathlons and, and whatnot, which are not the same, but kind of similar, just to give you some perspective of where I'm coming from. And the first, I, I guess my journey in doing a marathon and trading, trading were very similar as I really, I thought I knew what I was getting into, but I had no idea what I was really getting into. And from a trading perspective, I started off in the stock market um, just as an investor, not a very long-term investor, kind of a... a midterm investor mainly because I only had a certain amount of money that I can invest. So whenever, you know, once I ran out of money, I, I would have to liquidate an asset uh, in order to purchase another one. So I would typically stay in, in involved in, uh, I had a few long-term ones, which I, I had stayed in for, for years. Um, but most of them, most of my opportunities, I was in and out in within a few months. And 
when I got told about the Forex market, I was sold on it because my best friend said, hey, uh, this is a market where you can make more with less money. And that basically filled the void in which I wanted to uh, accomplish, right? I was very good at stock investments. The problem is it took a lot of time and the return on investment because I had only a limited amount of capital just didn't match up with the time. Uh, now, in hindsight, I was just being greedy. I was making some excellent returns, but Keep in mind, this is from the perspective of someone that was unemployed in grad school and, and wanted to make trading a full-time gig. And I just can't sit around waiting months on months and months for a profit to come in um, and then not have enough to kind of pay for my lifestyle and reinvest it into the market. So when I heard Forex, less money, make more of less money, it was, it was everything that I wanted to hear. What was brand new to me about Forex was the aspect of technical analysis. I was never a technical trader or investor. I would look at charts every once in a while just to see what the price was, but I mainly did fundamental analysis. I mainly did kind of a, a feel analysis, and that is just kind of a, a common sense, right? I personally don't think investing is as hard as many people make it seem. A lot of it is common sense and then backing your common sense up with kind of numbers and stats. Um, so technical analysis was new, it was foreign to me, but I figured, hey, you know, trading is trading, investing is investing. Um, I'm a winner. Why can't I do it? And that's very similar to my approach to a marathon, right? I am a former athlete. I played almost every sport you can think of growing up. Once I got to the college level, I concentrated on football, went to track and field. And then after track and field, I was, you know, I was a short sprinter, but I got involved in stuff like cycling. I got in stuff like, you know, indoor soccer leagues. I did triathlons um, where you bike, run and swim. Um, so I stayed pretty active, uh, especially kind of upping my distance into running longer stuff instead of just one lap around the track, which is really, really, really long. If you guys ever do it fast, it's it's exhausting. So. I got into marathon training, uh, training with air quotes around it, very uh, similarly to how I got into Forex, right? I had one of my best friends who ended up being uh, my business partner, uh, my real estate business. Uh, he was training for a marathon because he had like six kids and, and he was out of shape and he's a former athlete as well. And he was reading a book and he's like, I want to do it because that's how us dumb athletes are. And he brought the idea up to me and I'm like, dude, you're dumb. Like, why would anyone want to run 26 miles, 26.2 miles? That's uh, <laughs> no. And then I think he said something of, come on, you're scared. I said, I ain't scared. And I signed up to do it. Right. I'm very easily baited if you if you haven't noticed. Um, and again, I just figured I, I assumed that, I, you know, I've done triathlons. I'm, I'm, I'm usually pretty fit. I can somehow muscle out a marathon. Um, and this was kind of on short notice, so I didn't have time to tra train for it. So I trained for it. I didn't train the way you should train for it. Um, and eventually, you know, let, let's put it this way, right? Typically in marathon training, you want to train just to kind of do it. You're looking at a range of about 12 to 20 weeks, right? And if you look at trading, it's kind of the same thing. 12 to 20 weeks is about between three to six months of training. Um, trading, we, we say the same thing, right? You should really invest for a year, but you can learn the information in trading in about three months. And then there's usually that three month period of kind of like the rest of the stuff, like the, the back testing and the strategy development and really finding your own sense of trading. And then after that comes just the, the, the struggles that come with the journey, the, the psychological issues and maybe bouncing strategies a little bit, and really finding yourself. But between somewhere between 12 and, and I'd, I'd even say six, between six and about 18 months is where you see traders typically become very successful. So marathon is the same way. It's, it takes about 12 weeks uh, to about 20 weeks to kind of train your body just to survive it. 
And I don't know where I was at on this count. I don't think I was within that 20-week window, probably uh, closer to the former. Um, but I wasn't training the way I was supposed to, really, because I never really ran that much mileage. The most I ran was uh, maybe a, a 5K, which is about 3.2 miles. Um, we're going from 3.2 to 26. So, of course, like the dumb athlete I am, I rushed into it, right? I rushed into it. I started running long. Um, we did a few half marathons, um, and I ended up getting hurt. I ended up having to take many steps backwards, and I just didn't train the way that I was supposed to. I didn't really have a training schedule. I kind of just researched some stuff on the internet and just followed it. I'll just run um, with no set pace. I'll just, you know, get miles in. And I think my longest run ended up being, aside from the half marathon, which is, uh, what, 13, I think it ended up being like an eight-mile, eight to 10-mile run, where in reality, if you're going to train for a marathon, you should be getting somewhere up to about 18 miles, anywhere between like 16 to 18 is what I've always um, been told. So I, I approached a marathon on game day. My, my friend had gotten hurt, I believe. Um, so he couldn't actually do it. But when race day came, I approached it cause I already paid for this thing. It's pretty expensive and I was going to run it. And you know, the atmosphere is, is there. It's the live band playing the Rocky music. I'm from Philly. So that hits home and thousands of people at the start. And I've got like this bright green shirt on. I'm all geared up and I'm ready. I'm amped up on like energy stuff. Um, and the gun goes off and boom, I take off. I start passing people left and right. And, you know, this is the, the sprinter in me. I'm, I'm going, I'm racing, I'm loving it. And then I end up running into a person, uh, an athlete that I used to coach. And we end up catching up because I haven't seen her in about four or five years. And she's an actual distance runner. Um, so she's running about 730 pace. Uh, my goal was supposed to be about an 830 pace. So I'm running about a minute faster per mile than I should be. But we're catching up. She's married. Um, see what she's doing, blah, blah, blah. And before we know it, we get to mile three and I realize how fast I'm going. And I'm like, crap, this is going to end bad. And I slow down. I slow down. But when I get to mile 12, I just completely collapse. I, I, I cramp up and I end up kind of doing this walk shuffle run thing. And the marathon ends up going pretty bad. I think I ran it in like four hours and 30 minutes, maybe closer to five hours, something really, really bad. It was it was pathetic and pitiful and embarrassing. And, you know, of course, the first thing in my mind is I'm never doing this again. But as I went back and I thought about it, I'm like, well, I didn't really train the right way. Again, I, I rushed into training, first and foremost. I didn't have a plan on how I wanted to train, right? Meaning I didn't have set paces and set runs. I was kind of just winging it. Um, and then on race day, I didn't have a, I didn't have a, I had a somewhat of a plan, but I didn't execute the plan in the market for how I wanted to race. So it was kind of like the, the, the perfect storm in a negative way, um, hit me and, and no wonder I failed. And I look back at my training, my trading experience, my trading experience was very similar, right? When I first got into the Forex market, again, technical analysis was new. So what did I do? I went on the internet and I read some stuff on technical analysis and it pretty, seemed pretty simple, right? Little candlesticks and this means that, that means this. Um, and I said, okay. I read about some strategies, double tops, double bottoms, AB equals CDs, MACD diversions, moving averages, all this fun stuff. I said, okay, that, that seems cool, let's do it. Um, and then I rushed into the market to trade live. I, well, I, I was supposed to trade demo and this is what would always happen, right? I was supposed to trade demo. That was my plan. Trade demo for like three months and then go live and blah, 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 blah. And I would trade demo for like a month or two weeks and I'd have all this awesome experience trading demo. And then I'd be like, well, why am I wasting money trading demo um, when I could be trading live making all this money? And I would go trade live and I would, I would, I would basically blow my account. And 
again, I did this because one, I, I was rushing into trading too fast, right? I didn't want to. I didn't want to take the twelve to twenty weeks, the 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 three to, or excuse me, the uh, the six to eighteen months that it takes to become a consistently profitable trader. I wanted it now. I didn't want to take that time to do it. Two, I didn't learn the right way, right? I went on the internet and there was no organization to what I was learning. I was just learning whatever a random Google and YouTube search would give me. So I was kind of like, uh, I don't know how many guys have been to Baby Pips. I actually went through Baby Pips. If you go through babypips.com, it's a great resource for traders, but it's, a not, it's not a great training resource. And what I mean by that is Baby Pips will tell you essentially every single thing you need to know about the market. Um, the problem is to be a trader, you don't need to know every th single thing about the market, right? It's not laid out and unless they've changed things. It's not laid out in a fashion that is actually meant to train you. It's more of like an encyclopedia, right? I have a great book called uh, by Thomas Bukowski called The Encyclopedia of Chart Patterns, where it's basically just um, it's like 400 pages of tested chart patterns with stats, right? So it, it, it gives you the chart pattern, tells you statistics of failure rate, bullish versus bearish, everything you want to know about a chart pattern is in there. However, it doesn't teach you how to trade. It's just a reference guide. Um, but that's how I was using baby pips. That's how I was using the internet, um, just taking random information and thinking it would work for me. So I would demo trade for a while and it would work and mainly would demo trade because I, I had no stop losses. So stuff would eventually go up and I, I had no rules for what I was doing. Stuff would be in profit. I would take it. I'd hit a news event by, you know, get lucky, hit a news event. I'd take it. Um, if something went against me, I would just hold on to it until it reversed and I'd take profits. And that's why I seem to win all the time. Um, however, when game day came, when I started trading live money, it was very similar to my, my marathon, uh, uh, experience where I just didn't have, a, I didn't have a plan. I, I had somewhat of a plan, but I definitely didn't execute the plan, right? I got caught off track by, by watching all the, the big moves and the, the shiny, this and the shiny that, and I was everywhere. And then before I knew it, right, I was wrecking my account without even knowing it. And, and by the time I, I kind of realized that, man, I'm blowing my account guess what? It was too late. The damage had already been done. Um, so there were many times where I had to reset my trading career um, and, and, and start over. Now, I did run a second marathon. Why? I, I still don't know the answer to that question to this day, but I did run a second marathon. I would say mainly because I'm a competitor. Like I want to run a third. My body doesn't want to, but I'm a competitor. I don't like losing. I don't like failure. I don't like defeat. It left a bad taste in my mouth that I was running this marathon and I got beasted by old ladies. I'm not even lying. Old Some old lady passed me on a hill, said, good job, Sonny. And I'm like, F you um, in my head. Of course, I'm respectful in real life, but I was so I'm like, you can't. I'm, I'm, I'm in my athletic prime and I'm getting beat by an old lady. Um, this ain't right. So I had this chip on my shoulder. I, I wanted redemption. I wanted to at least give it a a fair a fair shot. And I wanted to hit that four hour mark just because that was something that I thought was doable. So the next time around, I, I trained a lot smarter. I actually went to professionals, right? I went to distance runners that I knew. I went to marathon, uh, people that have ran marathons before. I, I read books written for people training for marathons. And I actually put together a plan. I did this well in advance. I put together my plan. This was more like, a, um, it had to be like an 18-month plan. Not 18 months. It had to be... Um, uh, had to be like a, like a 10 month, probably like a 10 month plan, a nine or 10 month plan 
um, to train for this marathon. So I gave myself the right amount of time. I, I laid out everything in a very smart fashion. I wasn't overwhelming myself. I was taking little, instead of trying to get big chunks at a time, I was taking little pieces and slowly building up, slowly developing, right? Working on different things, working on my endurance during certain workouts, working during, working on my speed during other workouts, even doing the small stuff like working on eating, right? It's a little bit different to eat and drink while you're running. Your body gets all slushy. So you have to train your body to kind of be able to take food and take nutrients and, and take energy on the fly because that's really important in marathon. And I even set out a, a goal of where during that 26 mile race, 26.2 mile race, where and when I should eat. I even went as far as, uh, it's gonna, don't call me weird, developing a playlist, right? I'm big with inspirational music, so I wanted to develop a playlist so I had certain songs that were meant for, that were at a very specific rhythm, a very specific cadence, so I can make sure I'm running calmly. And then towards the back half, maybe more inspirational, up-tempo music, kind of motivating stuff to get me through. The point is, I, I really focused on planning how I wanted to attack it. Um, and although I didn't get to the, the, the really, really far runs, I told you guys earlier, I wanted to get to about 16 to 18 miles as my long run. Although I didn't get there simply because my, my, my body's not meant to be a distance runner. Um, it, it's in, I can do it, but I, I get high volume like that typically injures me. So I, I think I shut things off around like 14, um, which I was happy with. Um, so although I didn't get there, I, I still felt really, 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 really prepared. And when I attacked the race for the second time, the nervousness was gone, right? I was confident in, in a sense. I had kind of done like back testing during all of my runs and my buildup during this. I, I knew exactly what I was capable of doing. I, I had a feel for what I should be doing. I had a solid plan, a solid approach of what I should do when. And I attacked it very confidently and, and I ran a much smarter race. Um, now, unfortunately, I still burnt out. I, well, I didn't burn out, but I cramped up around mile 16, I think it was this time. Um, and I later went back to find out that uh, I basically got pace locked, right? I was so I was so consistent at running a specific pace. Again, I had the music to my, uh, to my cadence, so one and two and three and four and stuff like that, um, that basically my body, my, my muscles got bored. They got kind of like, you know, it, it's, what was it called? Not paralysis by analysis. Um, um, I don't know. You, you ever you ever drive somewhere and you, you you go you go to the same place like your job every single day and then you kind of just zone out, right? Well, that's what happened to my muscles. When that happens, they they cramp up. It's called getting pace locked. So that was my my main flaw. That was something I wasn't prepared for. But that's what shut me down the the second time. Um, I just missed my goal by about I think two minutes. I think I was like four oh two. So that was a little bit disappointing. But all in all, I was happy with the effort and I knew if I ever ran one again, I knew exactly how to handle it. Now, when it comes to trading, this was the same thing in the second half of my trading career, right? After I struggled, um, after I struggled for a very long time, I started to really take time to find out why did I struggle? What did I do wrong? What did I need to improve? And I took a lot of time to really identify that. I took even more time to plan what I was going to do about that. So I, I took a look at everything I was doing wrong, what I needed to improve. I laid out a plan on, on how to re-educate myself, right? I got trained in a very specific way. I went back to my training, learning from the ground up instead of starting with kind of strategy um, first and then kind of fundamentals and basics of movement 
Later, I started with the opposite approach. I said, hey, let's build our ground up from the very basics, from the very, the simple aspects of how price moves, how a candlestick is printed to support and resistance, supply and demand, um, ebbs and flows of trend. And then after I have all of that groundwork built up, think about that as kind of being uh, similar to me kind of building up and slowly increasing my mileage from two miles to three miles to four miles to six miles, right? Um, the boring stuff. As I did that, I started to add the strategies later, right? And at the same time, I started to work on my trading psychology. So this is similar to like the nutrition, um, the playlist, the, the stuff that really matters, right? Eating the right way, um, running the right way, defining your paces, right? This was trading psychology for me, focusing on the small stuff, doing exercises to become more mentally tougher, um, doing exercises to work on uh, sticking to my guns, sticking to my rules, right? Building confidence in my plan through backtesting and strategy development. And then obviously just easing into it before executing it live, going from your backtesting portion to a significant amount of demo trading, trying to be as, as realistic as possible. Um, and then slowly going to live trading with small money and then building my account through it as I felt more confident in myself. So as I proved to myself that I was doing a better job, I would give myself more access to trade um, more of my account size. So slowly dipping the toe into the water and building up that way. And that ended up working really, really well for me as a trader. So um, as I think about it, there are a lot of similarities uh, in, in sports and trading, especially stuff like golf is a big one. But um, I think the main similarity that I have between marathon running and, and, and learning to become a trader is just one, you can't rush into things. Right. You got to understand that it is a it is a process. It is a process that's going to take time. It is a very slow build up. Um, and the, the buildup part is very boring. I can tell you what, when you're planning to run a 26.2 uh, mile race and you're out there doing a, a two mile run, it feels like you're doing nothing, but you gotta do that two mile run to complete that four mile run. You gotta complete that four mile run to do that six mile run. You gotta complete that six mile run to do that 10 mile run, right? Same thing with trading. I know everyone wants the, the sexiness of the strategy, but what goes into that strategy? What makes that strategy work? Well, it, under, it starts with understanding the market, making a prediction. So it doesn't seem sexy, but you got to know how, how to identify a candlestick. What does a close in this area of the candle mean? What does a, a high wick mean, right? What does a doji candle mean, right? What does the ebb and flow of new structure high and outside return mean, right? This is the boring stuff where you, it doesn't necessarily relate at the time of making money because you're not actually trading it, but it's what you need to do to ultimately get to that bigger goal. And then on the outside of it, working on trading psychology, the small things, right? The things that we don't feel are important, right? Why do I need to know myself? Why do I need to know my emotional triggers? Why do I need a routine? Why do I need all that stuff? How does that relate to me making money in the market? Well, it relates everything to you making money in the market because that's what's gonna allow you to actually follow through with the plan you laid out, right? Going back to the running, right? This is the playlist. This is the nutrition, right? If I don't eat the right way through the race, I can do everything right. I could be running my pace. I can be running my cadence, right? If I'm not eating the right way and 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 and, and doing stuff like that, I'm going to burn out. I'm going to get dehydrated and I'm going to fall flat on my face and pass out. For me personally, if I don't have that playlist, right? The playlist is what kind of keeps me psychologically up when I start feeling down. I may mentally check out. 
right? Running for three, four hours is a very long time. It's very easy to mentally check out. So having stuff on the, the background that kind of, boom, gets you back into it, very, 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 very important. So in both cases, I think it, it comes down to understanding the bigger picture and how long it takes to accomplish the bigger picture. And then also setting yourself up for, uh, for success by taking steps in the right direction. Starting small, slowly building, and slowly building over time in a clear, consistent way. Mm -hmm.